This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fuck's Given, the one with Stephanie Matto. Well, hello, Reed. Hello, Florence. Oh, it's very nice seeing you here. I know, we haven't recorded in a little while. I feel like you're like in such like a trippy space right now. Am I? Background. And I've got yeah, this like psychedelic, like purple thing on. <laughs> exactly. It looks quite nice. It's dreamy. Dreamy over here. Just, I took too many leaves Leaves? Is, I was going to say, is it leaves or leaves out of um, Duncan Trussell's think, world? I think it's leaves. Leafs. Leaves. Because you take a, like a page leaf out of the book. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Woo! This is not what the wow. curious fuckers want to hear. We have a quite an interesting episode coming out today. Yes, we do. I'm so excited to get our guest on. Um, so we originally found Stephanie through the power. Actually, I, I was sent her articles yes. by friends who knew who knew what we do for yeah. Fuck's Given That. Like, you need to get her on. Um, <laughs> and the articles she is known by, but this isn't her whole self, is she is known as the lady who sells her farts for a lot of money. And that is wild. And we need to know more. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to. We were just like, she's she is just already a guest on Fuck's Given. She's, it needs to happen. Yeah, she is the ultimate guest. Are we gonna the get ultimate. a are we gonna get a fuck off story that's greater than Sophie Anderson's? Oh my goodness. I ha- well, you know what? We can't can't prep it. That what that story topped the chart. I honestly if if somebody beats that, which yeah. I don't think it's humanly possible then I don't know. I will sit on their face. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat to find that story that beats Sophie Anderson. But anyway, you're sounding a little bit echoey over there. What's (laughs) happening? (laughs) I'm in my new space. I'm in my new home. Um, I did the big move. It was very weird not recording last week, but um, we're here recording now. And the curious fuckers are going to be like, "What? You literally had an episode out every week, like, (laughs) like I don't understand." It's like, well, you know what? We can record two in the same week. Oh, (laughs) trippy. And yes, I'm in my new place and I have no furniture apart from this sofa that I'm on. Um, so yeah, I'm just currently in a bare room at the moment. So it's all like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, a little bit on the echoey side. So please bear with me while I put together the podcast room. Yes, oh my which God, Which is currently so just excited. full of boxes. So excited for your little podcast studio room. That's going to be Yay. amazing. That's my dream for my next place. So what else has been going on apart from moving? Or has that been the whole life? That's kind of just been the whole life, really. Um, moving sucked. It was really stressful. I had bare breakdowns on my days. Like every day, I was like, I was like just collapsing in tears. Like I can't do this. No, moving um, is horrible. It's horror. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's I. The last time I moved was when I moved out of my mum's place like eight years ago. So Oof. I had a lot of shit. Like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd already been, I was smart and I, I was already going through everything during COVID and lockdown. And I went through room by room getting rid of a bunch of shit because I'm a hoarder for sure. My mum is also technically a hoarder. Uh, so yeah, just <laughs> I just can't throw away stuff. It's really hard because I constantly think like, but what if I need it? Or like yeah. that has sentimental value or like, what if I could sell it? True. Did yeah, you keep so that Miley Cyrus Wonderland cover for me? Obviously, that's sitting right on my shelf there waiting for you, Yay. waiting to pick her up. She's it's, ready. She's like, please, Florence, give me a note. It's hand. ready to go underneath my glass table, my coffee yeah. table. I yeah. like have a weird obsession with Miley Cyrus. Like she's my biggest girl crush. Like, oh, I love, she's, love she's her. For anyone that's like, man. why would you want a Miley Cyrus Wonderland cover? I love her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love her. If anyone knows her or has a connection to her, like, Drop it in because we would love to have her on the podcast. She would be, she's actually, she's my ultimate podcast guest. The ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah. It's a good, good podcast guest. Yeah, Yeah, she'd be dope. She'd be great. Let's manifest this. Manifest. Mm, 
but I'm trying to think like sex wise what's exciting what's new have you had um, have you christened the new place is that that's what I'm wanting to know oh my god no we haven't <gasps> wait have we what no because when the first day that I moved in I was too scared to stay here on my own and yeah. Sam's only like a 20 minute walk down the road so I ended up staying at his and then I came back without him um no he came back and stayed the other night but we, i was so fucking tired <laughs> wait did we have sex no yeah no i don't think we did oh my. i was too tired oh my god i can't believe it how long has yeah. it been a week well no because i i saw him a couple of days ago and got my fucks in so at his <laughs> yeah at his so this place has not yet been christened okay well next week we'll be expecting it to be christened Yes, the only thing is, is the poor neighbours, I can hear them and they can hear me. And I've already, I've already made friends with them. They're lovely, like a group of, group of peeps wow. upstairs and I can fully hear them. So, and I'm loud when I fuck as well. There's a lot of like laughter and begging They're and screaming. Love it. <laughs> they will love it. Don't know about that. Maybe, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you might have yeah, to get soundproofing for your bedroom. It might have to happen. Well, like the like the egg carton ceiling. Yeah. With all the egg, egg cartons. Yeah. Or like the spikes, yeah. I lost my doxy for a long while, couldn't find <gasps> it. It was in a box, couldn't find it in a box. Shit. Um, I have no bed either. And so it's just a mattress on the floor. Yeah, classic. Uh, which is actually pretty great to fuck on. Yeah. There's a lot of like space. It's a lot more easier. It's near the floor. Um, we did wrestle. We had like a little play fight on the bed, a little tickle fight. But that's cute. That was really cute. But then I was like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept thinking the entire time, like, uh, like what are if- think there's domestic, domestic so violence. This is, this is what I was worrying about, mm-hmm. right? So, so Sam has a pair of keys and we're talking at the moment about like a home invasion fantasy, <laughs> right? And so is it courteous? Do I prep the neighbors first? And ask them and just like let them know, like, so, like, if you hear some unsavory language below, then don't worry, don't call the police. Huh. Yeah. Right? Or do I just apologize and say, like, hey, because it, I think, like, I'm trying to imagine fantasy wise in my head, it's gonna sound fucked up. Yeah. It, I want it to sound fucked up. And obviously I'm gonna be screaming unless, well, maybe we get like a gag system in place. Yeah, maybe he gags maybe you. Yeah, I mean, that's hot anyway. Yeah. Maybe just until like, you know the neighbors a little bit more and they know you and like. Yeah. Because like it's quite like, do. <laughs> it's quite a lot to like move in somewhere. Your new neighbor then comes up to you or like house and be, hey, so I'm just doing this like home evasion, like sexual fantasy tomorrow. So FYI, like it's not domestic abuse. It's my sexual fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. But then I will have that in the back of my head that they're going to be sitting there listening to me thinking about that. It Does that make it hot or not hot? Uh, not hot. I think it would take me out of my my focus, my headspace. I wish it was hot, but I think it, mm. I would just sit there thinking about it. Like, oh, I can't be too loud. <gasps> I can't say that. And it's like, I don't want that. I want to have like full ultimate. Do you no think they would mind? Bars, like, no what are they? Are they quite cool? Do they have? Yeah. Are they open about cool. sex? They're cool. I don't know about sex actually, um, but yeah, they're really cool. Um, I ended up last week having a drink. I was unpacking, drinking the bottle of Prosecco that you sent me. Thank you. It was so <laughs> lovely. Um, that failed. And though, then, that failed. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that was sad. But it was such a nice gift to come home to. <laughs> that was really lovely. I ended up chatting with the neighbours and I was upstairs. And little did I know, Florence had organised the delivery guy to like send me a little message. Yeah, he was going <laughs> to so say, cute. he was going to say, Reed, welcome to your new house. Congratulations, I love Florence. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. You should have got into something really like messed up and be like, um, like my pussy can hear you from just a few miles away. I don't know, something weird that he'd have to say. Yeah, And you'd be like, be uh, so yeah, message from Florence, like her clit is throbbing for you or something like that. He <laughs> was really sweet on the phone, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's so lovely. <laughs> So yeah, okay, right. So home invasion, don't tell them. 
But if they message or come down, just explain the situation. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have no idea. I really have no idea how that's going to go. Yeah. I almost no, really, I, Maybe you do need to warn them. Yeah. Because it... Because I, if I, if your new neighbor moved in and they were like fucking and like there was abuse going like downstairs, you would be like, oh my God, she's getting murdered. I need yeah. to call the I police. Feel like, I feel like it's clear. Uh, I feel like it is clear enough that they'd be able to hear that it was sex related. Maybe. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know. Um, if I tell them and they hear this and then actually an incident happens in the future with somebody I actually don't want in the house, will they just go like, oh, it's just her boyfriend coming round? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's not ideal. Although I feel really safe in my place. Like yeah. really safe. That's good. And safety was something I pranged about a lot before. Just get Sam to gag you. I think that's the yeah. way forward. Gagging, okay, right. I, I know we're just moving. Like gagging is quite difficult. I think gagging's really sexy, but when you're being like forced to be gagged, first of all, it like either catches your lip on your teeth or whatever, but also it is so drying mm. when you're like moaning and groaning or like the worst one is when you get a, a sock or some dirty underwear shoved in your mouth and it goes starts going down your throat and you're there gagging. Yeah. Is, it, is it just me? Oh, I don't, just I've me never really me. experienced too much gagging in my life, to be honest. I've never been yeah, gagged for sex. Actually, yeah, I have once with a ball gag, but like yeah. I wasn't really too keen on it, to be honest. The ball gag stuff. So I love a ball gag, but if I'm lying on my back, I can't swallow my saliva. So I almost oh, start fuck. drowning in my saliva buildup and I'm there like... Oh. And I have to like lean forward to let all the saliva out. I can't swallow when my mouth's open. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. I just think just wing it and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It's, it is. Okay, yeah. We're just going to have to figure it out, make it happen. Yes. And also trying to like orchestrate home invasion when the noise of the key is really mm. fucking noisy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to have like headphones in, yeah. playing loud music all day. And then I was thinking like, what if I ruin it? What if he comes in and that's just the moment that I turn around and see him? Well, I guess this is just, you know, it's part trial of and error. One day you'll get it right. One day. Well, I mean, we've already done semi like home invasion stuff, which is like real fun. God, I love that. It does so sound much. really hot. Like I definitely have <sighs> fantasies about that. I remember when I was in LA mm. and I was staying in this like Airbnb. Did I tell you? I probably said on the podcast or something that like it was. I was having these nightmares all night where oh someone was breaking in and fucking me. And like, oh my God, stop. it was Is that so scary, or? but always also like really turning me on. <laughs> Fuck, I love those dreams. I love them where it's just like, I'm so terrified. Like I've had them where people yeah. have been chasing me before. And I know if I, if they, if they catch up to me, I'm, I'm gonna be fucked. Yeah, but you're like in the dream really and I'm horny at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the lucid dreaming, and then you're like, okay, well, if I stop for a moment, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then you wake up and you're like, motherfucker, yeah, just get into the good bit. Yeah, I wanted to. You say like, I want it, but I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so we need to clarify here that fantasy want it is different to reality want Definitely. it. Definitely, very different things. In our fantasy, in our mind, mm. of course, it is perfect to a T. Not even just perfect the way it looks and the way it feels, but the way like our pleasure is when it happens in reality sometimes like it might be happening you don't feel any pleasure at all and you're like wait this didn't happen in my fantasy mm -hmm. um or things go wrong or things aren't as as perfect as you'd like or i don't know loads of loads of shit changes so yeah obviously we're not condoning any non-consensual behavior here this is all fantasy and also planned scenarios yes to a t talked about to a t to a t what's okay what's not okay yeah so yeah. So should we should we get Stephanie on? Let's should we hear about the fart story now? Ah, oh, Stephanie, hello. hello. Welcome. 
<laughs> Thank you. We have been really looking forward to having you on because you don't know how many people have reached out to us and said you need to get Stephanie on. Yes, yeah. the fart yeah. jar girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were trying. We were trying so hard not to label you as like the fart jar girl. Oh, it's but okay. I'm so glad you. It's like self-explained. Of course, of course. Like I wear that badge with so much pride. Um, actually, it's so crazy. I've lately in the news started to see a lot of like very, very, very mainstream people also coming out and saying that they're selling fart jars now. Yeah. Um, like Whoa. actually yesterday, um, Amaranth, she's a huge Twitch streamer. She's like a super, super famous. She's got like millions of followers. She's now selling farts for a thousand dollars. I love it. I, love I mean, it so it's crazy. Much. So like, I really feel that I've brought fart jars to the mainstream. So now it's like not this like Absolutely. shameful taboo thing. So yeah. now I'm super, you know, I'm like, people are like, you know, aren't you embarrassed? I'm like, hell no. Girls fart. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, shame. You may as well like earn a fucking coin out of it. Yeah, heck yeah. So, well, before we get into that, because I'm very intrigued about mm -hmm. what inspired this in the first place, could you tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I am a jack of all trades. I am reality TV personality. I was on a show called 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. I'm a YouTuber and uh, for many years I was actually also and am an adult content creator who branched off and am now the founder of my own adult content yeah. fan subscription platform called Unfiltered. And that's actually become a really big success. We are a super Ooh. inclusive, very, very amazing, fast growing fan subscription website, which I'm really, really proud of. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm like, you know, doing everything, trying to get my my hands on everything that I can do. Fart yeah. jar seller, fart entrepreneur. I guess you could say I'm retired <laughs> now, but I still sell a few here and there. I was um, going to say, no, you can't. Don't retire. <laughs> Don't retire the bum hole, please. Yeah, no. I mean, I still fart. I can't lie. So <laughs> it's not like I stopped farting. I have to ask. So I did hear in the news and I don't know whether this was like the news spinning it on mm -hmm. your behalf, but that you ended up in hospital because of selling farts. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I flew too close to the sun. I got a little too, <laughs> I got a little too greedy. I was, I was producing too many. And because of the, the diet that I was on during that period of time, because of the number of orders that I was producing, um, I was just eating a lot of protein that one week. And mm -hmm. I started experiencing some very, very scary symptoms. And mm -hmm. those symptoms, which actually just ended up being gas pains, mimicked a heart attack. So yeah. I had my friend take me to the emergency room and they performed an EKG and like a whole series of blood tests. And of wow. course they just told me, you know, it looks like based on what you've told us with your diet and everything that it's just gas pain. So oh. I think at that point I was like, okay, you know what? I've made a great deal of money. I did some great PR for my platform. I, you know, launched an amazing NFT fart jar project, which was like really amazing. cool and something that I never expected to do out of this whole entire fart jar project. Um, so it was just like a whirlwind experience, this whole fart jar thing. It like exploded. Like I never expected it to just go as viral and as crazy as it did. So like I felt like I had achieved what I wanted to achieve and like I hung up my hat I, you know, <laughs> I brushed off my shoulders and I just called it a day. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I've done it. I've done it all now, including hospital. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. I feel like sometimes when I've had really bad gas, I feel like I'm dying. Like yeah. I feel like my insides are being ripped apart. So yeah, I completely, especially when it's a pain that you don't, assume is gonna you think gas is just stomach pain yeah but when it's like chest pain or back pain and you just mm -hmm. think you think the worst yeah fuck. yeah well your poor bowels are they okay now it's okay now but you know I, like in my family we have a history of ibs and crohn's disease mm -hmm. and it's just like i don't want right. to mess with that 
Like I don't wanna, mm-hmm. I don't wanna mess with the gastrointestinal stuff. I don't wanna be like feeding my body mass amounts of protein and like like weird mm-hmm. stuff that could be messing with me. Yeah. It's just not a, it's not a game I wanna be playing. Like it's just dangerous, right? It's your so, health. It's your health. It's so my did health. you, did you change your diet to make more fat so that you could, you know, sell yeah. more? I, and I had to because like- I mean, that's just, smart. Yeah. That's just I, like businesswoman <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's like no way that you can produce the amount of fart jars that I was producing like at the, at the rate that I was without having wow. to change your diet, right? Like a, on average before the fart jar business, like I was maybe farting like once or twice a day. So like- I had to change my diet. So, yeah. yeah. You need a jar there, like, ready for when it happens. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I'm a little person. I'm a, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a petite woman. And I don't really, Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't eat very fiberful, fiberful foods in the first place. Mm -hmm. My doctor would say that I should eat more fiber in general. So, yeah, it just, it wasn't compatible with my lifestyle, this this fart jar <laughs> selling in the first place. So I'm actually kind of relieved to be out of the business. Also on yeah. top of that, it had a definite impact on my social life. Like, you know, yeah. you definitely can't go out and hang out with friends after eating like blocks of cheese mm-hmm. and a black bean salad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh yeah, shit. Um, I, so, I wanted to ask, like, when you fart in a jar, mm-hmm. is there staying power? So when they, when the jars arrive to the buyer, mm-hmm. can they open them and smell them, or does is do you recommend like a certain number of days that it will last for? Like, what was the kind of research behind that? What kind of jars mm-hmm. did you use to lock in the smell? You know? Yeah. So I had like Reed a method to, to my madness. Yeah, for a friend. Yeah, for a friend. yeah, for a friend. No, I don't <laughs> mind sharing trade secrets. It's okay. Like I like to share. <laughs> the knowledge um thank so, you it's about lifting people up right yes, lifting people right? up rather than taking it all yourself I, yeah absolutely, i appreciate that absolutely basically what i did is i ordered in bulk these like very cute gourmet artisanal yogurt bottles mm-hmm. that people use to actually store their own homemade yogurts in and what I really like found bothersome was like people were saying oh she's storing her farts in mason jars and I'm like no that makes it sound very like like I don't know corporate corporate yeah like no really wrong they're like much daintier (laughs) than mason jars you know like like the big clippable ones yeah. yeah yeah no like these are very like I, I want people to feel like these fart jars can be sold at like a um, high-end luxury store. So, yes. you know, so I bought these like cute little jars and I also bought these fabric woven flower petals. And I found that Beautiful. the best way to really incorporate the smell into the jar was to fart directly onto the flower petal and then to really oh. rub that flower petal in the anal region so oh of course yes you need the anus stank power <laughs> to keep it going yes yes, yes. all right uh, i'm with you on this this sounds beautiful um, right i'm in like, love yeah. and and people are like accusing me that there's nothing in the jar there's no smell but let me tell oh. you a lovely gentleman by the name of daniel from the lovely state of washington he still writes to me to this day, telling me because. that to this day, there's the smell still in the jar. To no this day. No way. Yeah. That's so, that's beautiful. Wow, because yeah. I thought it would be like a one-time thing. You open it. Yeah. But he still smells it. He still smells it. Because <laughs> like, the, it's like, if you fart. think about it, like, you know, the fabric of the flower petal, it's very similar to like the fabric of underwear. And if your yeah. butt like is rubbing up against like the fabric of underwear, it's gonna it's that smell isn't gonna go away true yeah, yeah. wait <laughs> i compl- i feel like smart. we need to rewind a little bit how <laughs> did this start how mm-hmm. did what inspired you in the first place to start selling farts so i've been involved in you know the adult industry and all of that for mm-hmm. quite some time I've been on YouTube for about seven years, sharing experiences about dating, about my sex life, about 
being a girl, being a woman for, you know, for for seven years. And I've built up, you know, both a female male audience who've been intrigued by my stories and and about my honesty, about how candid I am about everything. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, people have asked me for a lot of things. <laughs> have asked me for (laughs) panties my bras Uh um for videos socks you know photos videos like the more more uh generic things like that Mm -hmm. and so i've always been like a very accessible person online and then people started asking me for things like farts and i always thought that they were joking so i would laugh it off and just be like you're just messing with me but then, you know, over time, it became such a commonly asked question that I began mm. to ask myself, well, maybe they're being serious. So yeah. let me just entertain them this one time and release <laughs> yeah. a batch of farts and just see what happens. And much to my surprise, the first batch that I put up for sale actually did end up selling out. So. Wow. When I did sell out for that first batch, I made a TikTok about the day in the life of a girl who sells her farts, which went like crazy viral. Viral. Got picked up by the media and then got like picked up by the fart fetish community, which then made my second batch sell out. Right. <laughs> so it was this. like the so snowball good. effect, which was like yeah. so crazy. So do you know much about that kink in particular? What is it about? farts that people are really liking I don't I I'm struggling to understand why someone would want to smell someone's fart oh my god mm. I, I I get it Do I you? get the fart smell oh for sure because there's so it, many yeah. different like subcategories <laughs> of fart mm-hmm. the main one that I think of is like humiliation and degradation yeah like, um a lot of and I've seen this a lot in porn of mm-hmm. maybe somebody had someone fart on them at school and it became this humiliation thing and then the, it became this obsession and then became like a fetish. Yeah. But of course, it's a very different thing buying a fart in a jar and having that sent to you than actually having somebody fart in your face. So, um, I mean, it's very possible it could just be like another form of, of like, filth that comes from another human body that they just appreciate and love sorry stephanie what are your thoughts i totally agree with you i think it's like a humiliation domination like i think that there's so many layers it could be for so many psychological reasons I think there could be a financial domination aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. you know, giving all of your money to a woman for like bottled air, um, like <laughs> like proving your loyalty to a hot girl. Like, you know, I'll give you all of your money for your fart. That's how much you mean to me. I'm so loyal <laughs> yeah. to you. I'll do anything They were for expensive you. too, right? Yeah, $1,000 for a jar. I mean, they were 50% Ooh, off wow. at some point. I was also going to say that's probably not even enough. Like your farts are probably A, star quality and it's probably not enough did you try and make them smell more um oh yeah (laughs) something (laughs) i mean cabbage soup farts let me tell you why i I mean you know they say like you like enjoy the smell of your own farts yeah yes some of them I were they, did not. Were they toxic? You know, like the ones when you fart and you're like actually this horrified dumb, yeah. and almost gagging at your own smell. And you're like, how was that inside of me? And they oh are full toxic. Yeah. Fuck me. I wanted to ask about, cause I know we keep mentioning the money mm-hmm. um, and it, it isn't just about the money, especially as like a, a sex worker, we mm-hmm. can't keep saying the reason I do this is for the money. The money mm-hmm. is great. It's the reason why we all work. It's the reason why we all are slaves to the man, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what what made you set your price at that? And uh, like, did, yeah, like you said, you did deals on it. Did it ever change? So I would sometimes do deals. Um, you know, I would also do bulk pricing. There was one lovely man mm. in Austria who was like a very big fan of my farts. 
Austrians, Amazing. they just love farts for some they reason. Yes. <laughs> wow, these Austrians. Um, nice. But yeah, during the holidays uh, or like right around Christmas, I did like a 50% off sale. Um, and I, I did make a great deal of money. Like by the end of everything, I had made around $200,000. And I mean, like now oh, it's wow. tax season. So it's like I'm right now working with my accountant to really figure out how much I actually made when oh, you deduct yeah. all of the expenses for everything. Yeah. But honestly, like a lot of the money that I've made with the fart jars it went right back into the development of my platform, Unfiltered. Um, the website, it's founded completely by me. So every single Amazing. feature, every single development that you see on that platform was funded completely by me. So, you yeah. know, like that's my baby. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so that's like, beautiful that people are like, you know, thinking something. like, what is she doing with that money? Um, it's like, I'm building a platform for other sex workers <laughs> to be able to make money and to be able to make a living. So, you know, I like to think that my, my farts are giving other giving back giving back yeah. to other sex workers to be able to make income doing you know other creative things not selling their farts yeah. maybe selling the not well i don't know if they want to sell their farts but selling whatever that they want to sell i mean yeah. you've definitely inspired me oh. to, to sell farts so, I mean, <laughs> so, thing is yeah ibs they might just get like a little nugget of poo in there accidentally <laughs> but you know always down to sell a lump of shit just yeah. sounds yeah. like the best thing ever I got like this I got a voice note I think request on Instagram once for someone he was just like can I have can I have a Tupperware of your shit oh like, my god but it was the voice note that made it so creepy yeah that is pretty creepy oh, and I was yeah. like send him to me I will yeah. sell my turn please <laughs> I mean, the weirdest thing I've ever sold was uh, a week's worth of used period products. <gasps> so like, oh like we're talking like panty liners, tampons, That's everything. Amazing. And that was so fucking cool. It was yes. so cool. That's a great yeah. way of like recycling too, if you think about yes. it. Like instead of ending yeah. up in a landfill, Reuse. it's going to end up like you make money and... You know, and and make yeah. someone happy, and yeah. also get rid of the shame as well. Because a large part of what you do is abolishing that shame that everyone has so deeply around, we say extreme kinks or fetishes mm -hmm. or uncommon turn-ons. And I think that's like so important. The amount of people that have read about you and gone, mm. oh my god, farts. And I, yes, there's going to be a large portion that goes, oh my god, that's gross. But I think that it, you're probably saving a lot of people from feeling so shit and guilty and shameful about maybe a fetish that they've had all their life that mm -hmm. they don't know how to deal with or how to talk about and you having your beautiful face on there being oh. like yeah farts are cool <laughs> I think it changes people's lives They're just very, makes them uh, feel a little bit more human yeah what have, rea what have people's reactions been I think people are now like pretty uh desensitized to hearing the word like fart in association with a with a woman which i think is pretty cool i oh, think no. it's We've also still got a long way to go with that. really i feel like i'm desensitized yeah. to farts now you're doing important work <laughs> yeah. for women out there everywhere women fart and they yeah. need to fart for yeah. fuck's sake yeah I was it hurts to a not friend. to yeah, it, hurts. it does. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I still, I definitely still hold in farts if I'm like around a guy Stop. or even yeah. my friends. But Stop like, that. I have friends that <laughs> won't like shit, won't fart, do anything like at their boyfriend's place or the like. <gasps> the scene. They will go home to do their shit. They won't ever. Like, I'm like, I will shit anywhere. Thing is, you say that though, and I, for a long time, I've been absolutely fine shitting and farting in front of my ex, but with new partners, and they don't necessarily feel cool with it, it's not that I didn't want to shit at his house, is that I physically couldn't, because I was sitting there and I was just like, like, I, I physically couldn't do it. And the same with like farting. And I'm annoyed about that. I physically can't sit there and fart in front of him. I feel like he's huh. accidentally conditioned me not to fart. And oh, I'm like, that's really I, I know, I know. And you have Sam, IBS, so like. I know. That's not good. I mean, I was like no. shitting and farting at my French boyfriend's apartment for like yes. two weeks. And oh, I had yes. him like buying me like va vaginal creams. 
Oh yes. my god, what a fucking legend! <laughs> An absolute legend. Oh. When boys buy like, like if they if they go and buy some tampons or like something that's like really stereotypically feminine, yeah, them. like. It's like better than flowers. I have yeah. like a like a like a vaginal itch problem because I was wearing mm-hmm. like leather pants for like three days in a row, oh, and I had yeah. like I had and I had like a razor burn on my vagina, <gasps> and I was I was like I was like oh. hey I was like I need you to go to the store and I need like these four vaginal pro- like products and I made him a list <laughs> and he literally had to go and buy like literally four vaginal products. <laughs> Oh, I'd love I to love be a fly it. on the wall and see if and he then went in I there proudly. In his was apartment like, and it smelled so bad the whole time. Oh no! And he still oh, loves no. me, so I'm like, oh, that I'm is like, true love. I'm like, what yeah, is that's, happening? It's true love. Yeah, that's so lovely. Like, t- tell us about long distance relationships because you are in New York and your mm-hmm. boyfriend's in Paris. Like, what the fuck? How did you yes. meet? So we met on Tinder during the pandemic and he was in New York for business and Uh. like we didn't get to meet until he was like actually in transit on a plane going back to Paris. And as soon as he got back to Paris, the borders shut. So I was like, oh, so we're not going to get to meet. But like we were hoping that the borders were going to open back up and that he'd be able to come back to New York and everything was going to be fine. But the the borders did not open for like four or five months. Wow. So and when they did, the American borders didn't open. The European borders opened. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll come to Paris. We've been talking for like four or five Mm -hmm. months online. I flew to Paris and I'd been celibate for three years. I hadn't had sex in three years. So we'll come back to that because that's fascinating. It's crazy, right? So I got on a plane. I arrived in Paris at the airport. He picked me up and we like kissed right away. We went to a hotel. We like booked a hotel and we had sex within like five minutes. Wow. And yeah. <laughs> you must have had so much built up anticipation yeah, for that. Yeah. We moment. had so much explosive chemistry. It was like yes. right away like for me it was like love at first sight. Like I was like, "Oh my oh. god, like enamored with him." And it was like the Beautiful. best sex of my life. Like right away we had like yes. anal, oral, like everything, wow. every kind of sex mm. like <laughs> in the shower, on the floor, on the couch, in the bed. Like, it was crazy. And um, and since then, like, because the American borders hadn't opened yet, we kind of just traveled the world together. We went to Vienna, we went to Barcelona. And Beautiful. then wow. finally the borders opened to, to the US. So he came to New York a couple times. He met my family. He spent time with me in New York, met my dogs. I mean, like, it just it was like the perfect i mean it's just been like the perfect like love story and now we're like planning our future together oh that's so beautiful what are your your tips for uh long distance relationships and keeping that kind of spark alive because i think a lot of people struggle with the long distance thing yeah i think it's to just like always have a plan to see each other like in the near future, like always have something Mm -hmm. to look forward to. Because like that feeling of not knowing when you'll see each other next is what's like the hardest part, right? So we made a promise Mm -hmm. that like, Mm -hmm. every single time that we're leaving each other, we know when we'll see each other again. And I know that's like not possible for some people, but that's the only way we were able to make it work. And like we text each other every morning, every evening, um, we also work on projects together. He's like involved with my work. I'm, you know, we're, we're just Amazing. involved in each other's lives. We FaceTime, mm-hmm. we call each other. Um, and I think that, you know, he understands what I do for a living. He's so supportive of it. A lot of people told me Amazing. that, oh, you know, the type of work that I do, you're never gonna find somebody that accepts it. Yes, right. Yeah, but he even, loves even it. Like on, even on a base level of Florence and I just talking about sex online, mm-hmm. people can still find really hard to deal with, let yeah. alone sex work, let alone selling jars 
to randoms for money Mm -hmm. lots of people were just they're always like oh my god that's amazing but I could never let my partner do that yeah and it's just it's so hypocritical like they're buying the fart jars from you but no their wife would never do that yeah Yeah. the hypocrisy kills me absolutely but he's so open-minded and it's actually pretty crazy because he Mm. is uh he's half French and half North African so Amazing. his actually his family is actually Muslim. He's not, but like you would think mm-hmm. that he's a person who is like from a very like conservative background, but he's so yeah. open-minded and so like oh, easygoing and um, so supportive of what I do. And he loves like, you know, he loves my like little PR stunts and he thinks I'm like very good at marketing myself. And mm-hmm. um, we just, we, we work so well together. And yeah, I think we've been together now almost eight months. And I think this is my, like, I'm, I'm 31 years old and this is the first happy, healthy relationship I've ever had in my entire life. This is the first wow, time I've had yeah. good sex in my entire life. I've never like had, oh, a, I've never had yeah. an orgasm in my life until now. So <gasps> that's like pretty crazy. Oh my God, baby girl, like fucking <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> uh, this guy sounds incredible. So, so glad that you found it's, it's How did you find we... each other? What? Yeah, on Tinder. T- it was on Tinder. Tinder. Like the worst place you can meet a person. Yeah. The worst, <laughs> the worst kind of place. Never yeah. recommend it to people, but it happens. It's so mad how we can go through so much of our lives without connecting with someone on that level mm-hmm. where you have the sex that gives you everything, the orgasms, like mm-hmm. everything that you dreamed of. Because I think like, I think I didn't really properly have that sex until I was 28 as well yeah, much later mm-hmm. yeah 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 if not now if not yeah. <laughs> if not now finally being able to you know have all your fantasies met mm-hmm. all your deep dark fuckery met that's just like it's life-changing yeah so Absolutely. the celibacy how did that come about and how come you were celibate for three years so I noticed like going into my mid to late 20s, I was having really, really unfulfilling sex, like empty, Mm. sad, Mm. laying there like a dead fish, feeling used (laughs) type of sex, you know? Horrible. And it almost felt like, it almost felt like non-consensual. Like Mm, I wasn't even there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I felt gross. And I told myself, like, I don't want to continue doing that. And I'd rather just not have sex if that's going to be the case. So I went on like a celibacy journey and I stopped having sex. And I told myself that I wasn't going to have sex until I felt happy in myself with my body and until I I just went on like a personal growth journey and I wanted to like find a person that I could like open up to, that I could be myself with, that I could like be naked around, that I could like bear myself to, like my soul to, my body to. Cause I couldn't be naked around people even. Like there were, I had a boyfriend mm. at the time. Like I literally couldn't take my clothes off. Like I like, oh. I was like, a, like I was like this, like, like closed yeah. off completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I knew that there was something wrong with that. That's not how like sex should be experienced. So yeah, so I just, I was celibate. I was still like going, I was on, I was single at that point and I was going out on dates, but I was only about like, just like, you know, getting to know people and at that point I was like just focused on making money um trying to improve myself grow as a person grow financially um working out and just figure out who I am yeah and yeah it just and 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 it happened naturally like I just didn't have sex for three years and I didn't force anything and Mm -hmm. I, I still masturbated yeah. yeah I was gonna ask yeah did you find pleasure in, in other ways yeah <laughs> did you were you still fantasizing about sex or did you still want to have sex during that period not at all um that was the weird oh, part. amazing yeah mm-hmm. like I didn't want to have sex with anybody just, like, done and when I masturbated it was only for like pure stress relief or just to like feel good mm-hmm. but I never yeah. really 
fantasized about a particular person or anything like that. Only towards the end, I started to like imagine a person who looked a lot like my current boyfriend is so weird. Oh, yeah. Wow. I love that. That's so spooky. Yeah, really I was like spooky. imagining a tall, dark haired, like curly haired, like tan, mm. like dark eyed guy. And like literally <laughs> then like a few months later met my boyfriend. I was like, oh, my God, you look like the guy that I've been that I've been touching myself to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I manifested beautiful. you. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, literally, you've created him yeah. in some sort of sex sex laboratory. Yeah. yeah. So how was it the first time having sex then after that? Oh my god, it was it was amazing. So um he went down on me and I had not had a vaginal orgasm, a clitoral orgasm in like oh my god, ever. And that was the first time. Yeah. I didn't even think it was possible. So when he did it, I was like, what? I was like, how did what you do fuck? that? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty like shocking there, to me. Was there much buildup um, for you to have sex again? Like, how did you feel? Were you, were you nervous having sex again after three years? Mm, so I think it was actually really natural. Even when I sat down in the car with him for the first time, I wasn't nervous. Like it just felt like we were supposed to be together. Like yeah. it just clicked. It was it's weird. Divine. Like even afterwards, we're like sitting in the hotel room, and I and I had told him I was like, I feel like we knew each other in a past life or something. He's like, you know, mm -hmm. I think you're right. I feel like we knew each other in a past life or something. I'm like, yeah. Like this just feels like we we're just like we've met before or something. There was there was there were no nerves. It's like we it's like. There was familiar, we were familiar with each other. It was so strange. I've never mm. felt anything like that before with somebody. So that's why like, I, I almost- so important. I almost want to tell Sorry. other people, like if you're like, if you're feeling like some kind of pull for towards celibacy or like, hey, I might want to like, like wait to have sex and like try to mm -hmm. find yeah. like the right person, like try it. Uh -huh. It's maybe not a bad yeah. idea. You know, having sex is fun too. Like definitely have mm -hmm. that phase in your life. But sometimes like waiting for like that person that you just click with, it's sometimes worthwhile too. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's not, not having sex, not, not having sex isn't gonna do you any harm. Yeah, it's true. I agree. I agree. I've kind of been going through a similar thing recently where I, I sort of, I, all the sex I've had since coming back from my travels has been really kind of empty and I haven't been, I, like like what you were describing earlier, it just felt so checked out. Mm -hmm. And I kind of realized, I was just like, I really wanna build a bit of a foundation with someone mm -hmm. before jumping into the bedroom. Like even if it is a casual relationship, yeah. I need to have like a base level of intimacy, I think to actually enjoy the sex now. Yeah, and that, that has that been mental, a revelation for me. Like that mental stimulation, that mental turn on before you even get to anything yeah, physical. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like changes everything. That I mean, the fact that you felt so comfortable with your partner meant that there, there wasn't, I feel like that anxiety or that like nervousness comes from a lack of communication, a lack of understanding. I think yeah. so. And, and it's like, you don't know where they're at, but with him, it sounded like you just knew where you guys were at. Absolutely. Which is like 100%. so percent. And it's just like, I feel like I'm a very anxious person and mm. I, I needed that comfort. I needed that comfort level with somebody and like it just helped me enjoy sex so much more is just having that communication and like I'd never even like cuddled with somebody after sex before and like yeah. I, I, I wanted to like feel like held by somebody and he like holds me after sex and makes me really feel like that like that cuddle hormone feeling afterwards yeah, yeah, which yeah, i yeah. which like i love something or other mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's so. just so so beautiful it's so nice. it is so beautiful yeah. well i'm yeah. really i'm really happy that you found that person that you that you click with i would love to ask you about unfiltered and mm -hmm. what inspired you to make your own platform were you previously mm -hmm. on OnlyFans and then you moved over to creating your own stuff Yes, so I was on OnlyFans for like over a year. And then before mm -hmm. that I was on Patreon. 
And yeah. what really oh, yeah. drove me crazy was just the constantly changing policies mm-hmm. and them, you know, never really having creators best interests at heart. And, you know, these these websites are run by people who aren't creators, so they don't really understand, you know, what we are going through. They don't have our best interests at heart. So uh, in the summer of 2021, there there was uh, a lot of pushback against creators, and there was actually going to be a ban on adult content on OnlyFans. So um, there was like this huge panic. And actually, mm-hmm. even months prior to that, I was already planning on creating my own platform. So when that news came out, I was actually already prepared. Um, so I was yeah. like, wow, perfect timing. But also, mm-hmm. this is so horrible for all of these creators who are like basically being put out on their asses. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they actually ended up reversing their decision to ban adult content. But I, you know, rallied together my network of, um, of you know, adult content creators. And I said, hey, guys, like, I have this platform. We take a much lower cut of your earnings. You get to keep more of your money. We have the same features, if not more. I'm developing even better features that are gonna help you monetize your talents even better. It's a much more user-friendly platform. You can, you know, you can do so much more on here. And we are also much more inclusive. We are, you know, we are expanding very quickly and we will feature your content on a discover page so members of the site can actually find you. Whereas, you know, on, on websites like OnlyFans, you have to do a lot of the marketing yourself from like your Instagram. Mm. You know, people yeah. can't really find you from the site. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, a lot of people came over to Unfiltered and it's been quickly expanding ever since. So, yeah, I think what's been great about Unfiltered is it's a website for creators made by a creator. So yeah, that's been really the inspiration. Is it exclusively for sex work or is it kind of any kind of creator? It is any kind of creator. So it has an all ages section. So there's like mm-hmm. a lot of bloggers, photographers. We have, you know, people who do um any kind of content that they want to monetize um but you know there is a predominant section of it that is sex work as well we have reality tv stars on there we have people who do like spiritual content um and then like some of the features that we have is like we do ticketed live events so people Mm. can host live events and then sell tickets to their fans and then fans can purchase these tickets to these pre-planned live events and then gain access to that on the day Mm -hmm. of the live event. We do, you know, pay per minute voice and video calls. Um, You can do like paid unlockable messages. Um, There's paid subscriptions and there's just like a million things you can do. We also have um, this new feature. It's kind of like the sexy version of TikTok where you can post like 30 second oh. sexy clips and it's like a mm, a TikTok cool. feed that you scroll through. So it's cool. It's a, it's a really fun interactive site. You girls should get on it. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so lastly, I would love to ask you your fuck off story. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I used to date this guy. He was kind of like a D-list actor, a celebrity, and he did have a financial Mm -hmm. domination fetish. And one of his favorite things to do was to have me rob him. And (gasps) he liked to have me take him to like the ATM and like fake mug him. And oh, I'm so, this is turning me on so much. I'm into this. What the fuck? That's so cool. That is cool. Yeah. So, Did you get to keep uh, like the money? One, yeah, I got to keep the money. Ooh. Yep. Yes. So I- um, I want to be robbed. <laughs> fuck. Wait, you want to Sam. be robbed? Sam! Oh yeah, I would love to be robbed. How hot would that be? Oh, the thing is, I've always had like a thing with money what? anyway. And like, whenever I've done full service sex work, the full cash in my face is such a turn on. And I'm like, yeah, but imagine they take that cash back. Oh my God, I'm so fucking turned on by this. Sorry, continue. Really? 
I'm like, I'm so down for this. But I yeah. want to be mugged. He, uh, <laughs> I mugged him at the ATM. Oh, oh shit. I'm obsessed with this. This is yeah. so hot. I had I to like, this. he was a, he was like, he was into financial domination, but he's also into like being a cuckold. So he would yes. text me all the time. And like, I would make up stories about how I would like go out on dates and like fuck other guys, even though I never mm. did. I literally oh. would be at home sitting in my pajamas, eating potato chips, like telling him <laughs> how I was like off fucking other dudes and like how little and gross his dick was. And he would like then, yes. he would then PayPal me like $300 and be like, thank God, cause I need to make my car payment. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love this that that's so, so delicious good. so good yeah a financial domination is a really sucky kink to have yeah. because it's 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 really hard on your wallet especially if you're, like, you're actually being rinsed imagine the only thing that can get you off and make you come is to have someone else take your money yeah it's, uh, it's just fuck, that's I feel that's so, so shit. Yeah. I mean, they can't help it either. I know, but we you know can't what? Help I was like in my, I was in like my early twenties and like, to be fair, like I was in love with this guy, but not because oh, I wow. was really in love yeah. with this guy because I was a huge fan of the show he was on. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Huge that's fan. That's really cool. I wanted yeah. him to love me, but he just like was only interested in like what guys I was like, supposedly having sex with that I wow. actually wasn't having sex with. Shit, he was only interested in you fucking other dudes and taking his money. Yeah. yeah. That Shit, is where's so the love? Bizarre. Come where's on, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's his love language, I so guess. Yeah, so sad, so sad. It's, it's a hard life being a sex worker. Oh, so depressing. Well, this has been such a pleasure, Stephanie. Thank you so much for coming on. We have learned fun. so much about fart enterprises and unfiltered. I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah, it sounds yes. really good. I would love to have you on Unfiltered. You are more than welcome to come and join. Where can our curious fuckers find you? Like dish out all your tags and all your information. Yes. So I am Stepanka Matto, S-T-E-P-A-N-K-A. M-A-T-T-O on Instagram or go check out unfiltered.com U-N-F-I-L-T-R-D.com You can check us out become a creator if you'd like and that is all. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Do do things that make people feel less shameful, like sell your farts, yes. sell your yes. shit, your period products, like everything. Yeah. Yes. You have opened people's eyes and buttholes yes. in this episode. And buttholes. I am so yeah. happy. My anus is gaping right now for you. I'm like so happy that I could have done that for you. Fuck me. Well, that was fantastic. Yeah, or should I say, fantastic. Oh my God, Lol. stop. Oh, all right, dad, <laughs> funny. <laughs> Reed, would you sell your farts? I, oh, I would for sure, but I can't be bothered to go to the post office. <laughs> that shit is long. Like you know, when you're when you're like, oh, I've got some clothes that I want to sell, and you put them on eBay or Depop, and it's the long tingness of going and like wrapping them up and taking them to the post office, and like that doesn't change when you're selling farts. That's no, still there. That would be really long. I also, I also feel like. One, I don't think I could get a grand for selling my farts, but you know, I'm not underselling myself. I think you could get a grand, like, come on, that's the price of a fart. Thank you. That is the the set price now Mm -hmm. of a fart. I feel like I could get a grand for selling a lump of shit, like my own shit. Someone asked me for that once. Yes. I I would happily sell my shit, but I feel like with a fart, there's almost like, I would less, really unsubstantial. I would less likely sell my shit because that has my DNA in it, right? Does it have I mean, DNA if you're doing, it? if you're doing, yeah, it should do. Well, fuck, I don't know, actually. Does, they they does could like, have they idea? could oh clone you. What if they needed shit for like a stool st- sample for something and they just used your shit for their medical stool sample? But then that's, how is that gonna help them in any way, shape or form? Why are they doing that Maybe stool sample in the first place? Maybe it was a test or something? <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> test drugs through your poo, but. <laughs> oh shit. But you know, if you're doing it the Stephanie Matto way of farting and rubbing your anus on the, like you could, if you could get 
your DNA from shit, you can get it from. I was surely that from it was skid like marks. A year later, that guy was still smelling his fart because oh I thought God, it was going to be a so one-time romantic. thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but if anyone wants to buy my shit, come find me on OnlyFans yeah, or drop me an email. <laughs> yeah, I will sell get, my shit for a grand get, a pop easily. Would you sell a fart for a grand? Yeah, for sure. If someone said, I'll, I'll pay you a grand for a fart. But then again, we're thinking about $100 here. No, sorry, $1,000. And that's what, 700 pounds? Yeah. But, you know, the price goes up. Inflation. The price changes. And my butthole is golden. So maybe I do just sell it at a grand. Yeah. In pounds, motherfucker. Take it or leave pounds. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I actually need a poo right now. Okay. I feel like well, all this shit talk has, like, warmed up yeah. my butthole. Mm, my bum's just like please please help me please let me go and shit so remember to rate this podcast leave a review subscribe to it follow it watch it on youtube all that jazz and we also have merch if you're right if you're watching this on youtube write a comment would you sell your farts would you buy a fart yeah would you buy a fart Also, you can keep up to date with our Instagram at Come Curious. We have all the fucks given stuff on there, including links to our merchandise. What? what? It's very sexy. It's so sexy. So Stickers and tote bags from Be yours truly. Part of the Curious Fuckers Club. And yeah. follow us on our personal Instagrams at Read Amber X and Florence Bark. Oh yeah, that's, and I think that's, that's it. So also follow our OnlyFans, may as well. Yeah, <laughs> Florence Curious, Read Amber X, and also coming up our unfiltered pro- uh, programs, our un- unfiltered accounts. <laughs> too. Yeah, coming up next. Yeah, shit. Get all the fart and shit content there. Yeah, definitely. I can. I can tell Florence can't can't wait. I can't wait farts. to start selling my fart shit, all of it. Um, so would you would you sell your fart? If someone offered you a grand, a grand. Yeah, but I'm just because I don't fart that regularly. Like I don't know how I would time it to put it in a jar. Yeah, it would be hard. Like (laughs) that's like that's trying to catch dust, man. Yeah, I don't know how Stephanie did it. But anyway, see you next Thursday. (laughs) See you next Thursday, curious fuckers. Bye. Have a fartalicious evening.